Welcome to the Dear Heart and the Brain podcast, where we discuss science and science-based tools in everyday life, particularly in neurobiology, exercise physiology, and the nutritional sciences. My name is Jessica Wong, and I am a neuroscience student at the University of Southern California. Today's podcast episode is all about how a strict diet can make it harder for an athlete to lose weight. I often hear this complaint from weight-conscious fitness enthusiasts who religiously track their food and exercise, eating at 100 or 1,300 calories and follow a strict diet, yet the scale has not budged. People encourage them that they are eating too little food, but they believe that they must be eating too much food if they're not losing weight. This is where it gets tricky and the myth of calories in and calories out gets busted. Weight loss is purely not mathematical and running 500 calories more or eating 500 calories less per day every day for seven days will not result in losing one pound of fat which is 3,500 calories per week because 500 times seven is supposedly 3.5k calories lost right as always i wanted to mention that this podcast is part of my effort to bring zero cost to consumer public education about science as it is unrelated to my roles as a personal trainer and as an undergraduate student So, if you're consistent on your workouts and eating far less than you deserve, the the scale still doesn't budge, then is there something wrong with your metabolism? Are you eating the wrong kinds of foods? What exactly is going on? Okay, so when athletes have excess body fat to lose, they tend to lose it relatively easily if it is a body fat percentage that is beyond their genetic blueprint. But... When it gets close to the dream weight, fat loss can slow to a crawl and that's when the frustration sets in. You might think that reducing caloric intake would be a good idea, but no. No, 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 no. You would ultimately deprive your body of too many valuable nutrients to say nothing of the lack of energy to have high-performing workouts as well. When you significantly restrict calories, your brain perceives the lack of food as a famine. And doing extra exercise may... Might might even have the situation get worse, especially when your body is at a low weight from dieting for so long in comparison to your original weight, an original body fat percentage, and before your body recomped, with no excess fat according to your genetic blueprint to lose, and your body will conserve energy and maintain a weight at a caloric intake that historically would have resulted in fat loss. In a number of our episodes here at the Dear Heart and the Brain podcast, we learned that metabolism has many compensatory mechanisms to protect the body from losing weight during what it perceives it as a famine by slowing down your calorie burn in other non-exercise ways, aka the major ways, right? Heart slows due to lack of fuel, blood flows to extremities slows in, in order to keep your organs warm and your hands and and feet are cold all the time all of a sudden and then your stomach and GI tract slows down and the hormonal system reverts to pre-adolescence for the ladies women will produce less estrogen and stop having regular periods for the men they may produce less testosterone you will feel excessively tired but although you can muster up energy to work out to run you will feel droopy for the rest of the day and fatigue becomes your middle name. Does this experience sound familiar to anyone? Right, raise your hand. If an athletic woman has stopped getting a monthly subscription of menstrual periods, then help can be found to reverse the situation. The simple advice of just eating a little more and exercising less to correct the 
energy imbalance is much easier said than done, and amenorrhea is commonly wrapped in disordered eating patterns. And an estimated 20 to 60% of female athletes have this complicated relationship with food because some may fear that eating more will lead them to getting fat, hurting their athletic performance, and lose their identity of being petite. This is certainly not going to be the case because eating adequate full feel gets the body out of hibernation and into warmer hands, into more energy, into more happiness, and a better mood. And, and for your muscles, you'll also have more feel to restore the, the super exhausted and fatigued muscles and allow well-fueled muscles to perform better. Well, how much does a woman have to eat then? It is suggested that at least 13.5 calories per pound of lean muscle mass um, that she does not burn off with purposeful exercise is key. And the role of genetics plays a huge role in fat loss, especially because nature's blueprint for your body might be different from your dream physique. Rather than struggling to lose the last few pounds, gently accepting your physique and be being grateful for what your body does for you all the time is a good way to start because your body is a strong healthy and powerful vessel that is able to do what you've been asking it to do and it's been resilient as a vehicle that carries you every day through championing your life going through a maintenance phase during your fat loss journey can help the diet slash famine by eating more and you will not instantly get fat rather when you up your calories into your maintenance and out of the the, the deficit you will have fluctuations in your body weight, guaranteed, right? And it's going to be due to a variety of factors that are not accumulated fat tissue. And your metabolism will quickly return to normal and strive to restore your weight to a more genetic weight. If you believe that you have excess body fat to lose, yet the scale doesn't budge despite your diligent efforts, then what can you do? I would re recommend eating more and exercising a bit less. And to the shock of... Many of my over-exercised clients, this, this way really works better than exercising more and eating less. It sounds counterintuitive, but how can it be true? And let's think of our body as a campfire. When you have three logs to burn, it will generate a lot of heat, right? But when the campfire only has one log, it would just produce a small flame. This is the same with our body. The more fuel it has, the bigger your flame and the more calories you will burn at a basal state, which is your resting state, by the way. While adding calories, focus on the benefits, how much better you'll feel, the power in your workouts, your happier mood, your elevated quality of life, so many other things. Well, this is all that I have for you today in our episode. Stay tuned for the next few episodes of this awesome podcast that gets released every Thursday and Sunday. But other than that, I'm going to leave you with the same message that I leave you in every single one of the Dear Heart and the Brain podcast episodes. Keep that brain sharp, keep that heart healthy, and go dominate. Thank you so much for your time and attention. And above all, thank you for your interest in science.